We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update with the stories, stats, headlines, and rumors people are talking about to get you caught up on all things regarding the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Rotating guests with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings, begins now. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome into today's episode of KCSN Update. I'm your host, Tucker Franklin. It's presented by DraftKings, and I'm super stoked to be joined by one of my favorite people in the city. It's Carrington Harrison, the host of The Drive on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Follow him on Twitter at c.harrison. Carrington, how you doing, my man? Tucker, it's been a minute, man. I'm happy to come on with you today, man. I appreciate you making time for me. I'm I'm very excited. You know, we it's been in the works for a little bit. Uh, we've been messaging back and forth trying to figure out the right time to kind of kind of set something up and, and and get things going but uh super excited to have you on and now I'm going to we're doing the power rankings I've tr- I've kind of made these KCSN updates uh on on these Thursdays uh, a power rankings type day and there's been a lot of things we've been power ranking uh with Joshua Briscoe we power ranked the the top 5 quarterbacks the Chiefs will face this year um, I believe with Brett Coleman, we did the the mo- top five most interesting matchups the Chiefs had. But today we're going to do something a little bit different with the top fives. Um, we're doing top five road trips for Chiefs fans in 2023. They've got some interesting ones on the schedule. They've got a home game that's actually a trip as well. Uh, so I'm excited to get into it, excited to, uh, to, to see what you have on your list. But Carrington, when I texted you and said, hey, let's do top five road trips, what, what was kind of your first thought when you thought about the road trips for the Chiefs? I actually think number one this year is Minnesota, which normally I would say that Vegas is going to be number one. But I think the Chiefs fans do a really good job of sort of picking a city to take over. Like last year, that trip yeah. was Houston. Shout out to Chiefsaholic. But you guys remember how yeah. Chiefs fans, it was like 30,000 of them that went down to Houston for that game in December. I think that's going to be the Minnesota game. I think we're going to look at the Vikings game and look and see. It's a lot of Chiefs fans here. So I actually think that's number one this year. They play at Vegas every single year, so you're always going to have the opportunity to watch them play. They go to Minnesota, what, once every eight years you get the opportunity to play them on the road? So I actually think number one is Minnesota. So when you text me that, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, I know what the top one is. Yeah, I, so there's a, there's a couple ones that, that had gone through my mind for number one, and I had actually gone through several iterations of my list before I finally 
uh, settled on mine. But let's start it. Let's start at number five. You gave away what your number one was, but I want to start at number five, and uh, I want to hear what you got at, at, as your number five is as the 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 road trip, the destination, the travel spot uh, for Kansas City Chiefs fans this year. I always like Denver, man. I think Denver's a really nice city to go to if you yeah. haven't been to a Chiefs Broncos game on the road in Denver. I always think that's a really good game to be to. I've been to one of them. Remember, I think it was back in 2014. I think the Broncos started 9-0 and and the Chiefs started 8-1. and I think Alex yeah. Smith was the starting quarterback. It was on Sunday Night Football. I actually went to that one, a really good environment. I think the Broncos could be a little bit better. There's certainly some intrigue with the Broncos this year. So, you know, I'm going to put the Broncos at number five. I'm going to put that road game against uh, Denver at five. Also, the scheduling of having Broncos, Chargers, Broncos in three the span of three weeks, I think, is possibly the worst scheduling that the NFL has ever done. Um, and I'm being a little bit dramatic there, but but that's really tough. I do I do like Denver. Denver didn't make my list actually. Um, okay. and that was that was one that I went back and forth on. Of of okay, maybe they were they were probably six looking outside in because I do love, you know, Colorado, the city of Denver. It's, it's beautiful and, and that stadium historic and everything. But it's a it's a nice rival. But at five for me. I have the Patriots. I've got Foxborough because could this be Bill's last ride? Is this could this be the last chance for the Chiefs fans to go to New England and watch the Chiefs beat the Patriots in New England with Bill Belichick as the head coach there? I think that's an intriguing storyline there. I've never been uh, to Foxborough. I don't know about you, C. Dot. I've never been up uh, in that New England area. Uh, heard it's kind of like Lambo in the sense of like it's in a kind of like a small neighborhood type area. But um, I thought I think that one's really intriguing. In, in an area, too, where, you know, it's in Boston area, but it's kind of in a smaller town, too, to explore. Yeah, I actually have been to Foxborough before. I wouldn't say that it's anything like Lambo, like not the <laughs> way that it's set up. It's yeah. actually pretty cool. So they have a thing called Patriots Plaza. I actually think oh, that's yeah. what the Chiefs are going to do. So if you want, like, my vision, I know this isn't what you asked me. No. But uh, I think that the Chiefs, eventually, when the Royals move, they're going to tear down where Arrowhead is now, they're going to build new Arrowhead where Kauffman Stadium is, and then they're going to put a bunch of shops and hotels, and they're going to kind of create their own Chiefs kingdom out there. I think it's going to be very, very similar to New England. I'm actually not mad at that at all. I'm not mad at uh, I'm not mad at New England making your top five. I appreciate that. So let's move on to number four. Uh, Denver's a good pick. New England's a good pick. Who do you have at your number four pick there? You know what? I am going to take at Green Bay. For my number four, I'm going to take at Green Bay for number four. Now, it's a little late in the season for me. This is in December. You know how I feel about the cold. But if you're also going to go to Lambeau Field, you might want to go when it's the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. You're going for a, a Sunday late in the season game in Lambeau. No clue what the Packers could be. The Packers could be the biggest surprise in the National Football League. I don't know if they could be the biggest disappointment because I don't think people have very high expectations about the Green Bay Packers this year. So coming in at number four, I'm going to pick Green Bay. I love it. I do love that pick. Uh, at four for me, I've got a I've got a divisional rival. I've got Vegas just because Vegas as a city is such a destination, right? I mean, you talk about the A's moving out there. They, they want to fill their stadium with, like, I think they said – seventy uh, percent away fans. That's really what the that the, what the Raiders want to do is fill it with as many away fans as they can to pay for that stadium. Uh, it seems like every like ever since the Raiders moved out there, away fans have been attracted to Vegas, right? And that's the kind of the blueprint for them there. And if you haven't gotten to Vegas at this point, I think it's a good uh, fun destination for you to get to, to to watch a division rival as well. Probably more than likely, Chiefs win because the Chiefs have been very successful in Vegas uh, since the Raiders moved there. But also. 
just a fun spot to vacation to. Yeah, I think this year, I don't think I would do the Vegas trip. I think if you only are going to have money for one trip, I think there's just some better trips to take. That's why sure. I didn't put that on my top five. You could also make the same argument about Denver, like you have the opportunity to go to Denver every single year as well. But Vegas wouldn't make my top five this year. They're going to play there all the time. There's going to be a season in which you think the Raiders are going to be good, and that's the time to go. <laughs> hey, the Raiders are competing for the division. That's going to be the time to go. If you're going to save up your money, go to Germany. Go to New York. There's right. some other places I would I would potentially go this year as opposed to going to Vegas. For sure. There's, they've got – I was looking at their their list. You know, they only play like the NFC North. They obviously play their, their – uh, the rivals in, in the AFC West, but, but there's, uh, you're looking at the road trips and a lot of them were kind of like not very attractive in my opinion. Uh, when I was going through it, there were some that were like, okay, they usually take these, but they are in good spots like Vegas, like Denver. But then you have, you had some that like new England that on the surface doesn't seem incredibly attractive. Um, and, and other ones like that. But, uh, so let's move on to number three, C dot. What did you have as your, uh, your number three spot to travel for Chiefs fans this year? I'm taking New York city. I'm taking the New York jets Good one. early in the season. We finally get the opportunity to see Mahomes and Rogers. I think the jets are the number one storyline in the national football league. I think the biggest storyline is the jets. I think the second biggest storyline is the Detroit lions. And for the first time in either of our lifetime, Tucker, people think that the Lions could actually be a good football team. So <laughs> I'm going to take early on in the season. I'm going to take Chiefs and Jets week four. I'm going to put that at number three for me. I love it. I do like that one. At number three, I've got your number one at Minnesota. Uh, the, the Minnesota game is really interesting because, as you mentioned, proximity, very close. It's a it's an easy day trip type, uh, type deal. I know it's a 325 game, so it probably won't be a day trip for a lot of people. Uh, but but it can be done. I know I did it for for baseball when the Royals opened in Minnesota a few years ago. I, I did the whole day trip thing. But it's easy. It's close. It's convenient, and, and it's one of those games I think Chiefs fans will travel well for. Like Chiefs fans expect Bears Bears fans to travel really well for their for their game early on in the season. So I think it's kind of like that in the proximity. And see, I don't know if you know this. Um, if Patrick Mahomes beats the Minnesota Vikings this year, he will beat every team in the NFL that he had the opportunity to play against. Um, so every team, that's a good stat. I like that one. So, I mean, if, if he beats those, those, uh, those Vikings and you're in attendance for that, that's historic right there. Uh, So that's, (laughs) that's pretty good. I mean, that might be number one on his list of accomplishments. You know what I mean? Mahomes, I mean, it's not like he's done a lot in the league, but if he can complete the trifecta and he could just beat every team in the national football league, I think that goes near the top of the list. It's kind of nuts that he's been able to do that. And he's what, 26? Has he turned 28 yet? He's still 27? Yeah, he's 27 still. Yeah. That's nuts um, uh, that he, he's been able to do that. We the could... craziest thing is that's like maybe like the 15th most impressive statistic that he has. You know what I mean? Like we're at the point with Mahomes that like you and I for the next 30 minutes can just go Mahomes stat for Mahomes stat, like a versus. Right. And we both would just be like, oh, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, no, I forgot about that one. <laughs> but that's kind of where he is. No, he's he's insane, and we we like to do those stat deep dives for our our social media KC Sports Network just to tweet out the stats. And there's some that Joel, our social media guy, will like just like lean over and tell me he's like he's got the most postseason touchdowns by anybody who's like played this many games. I'm just like that's ridiculous. Like I mean, again, we 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 can go back and forth with with Patrick Mahomes stats over and over, but I want to hear your number two travel destination for Chiefs fans this year. It's got to be Germany, right? Yeah. It's got to be Germany. I mean, if we're counting that as a road trip, I know that was supposed to be a home game that it's not. Yeah. So I don't I don't know where we're putting it, but the game's not at Arrowhead. So anywhere not at Arrowhead to me is a road game, yep. a road trip. Yeah, I'm counting the Germany game. 
Chiefs, Dolphins, a lot of people high on the Dolphins. I'm not as high on Miami. The Tyree kill factor in Germany. You don't know when you get a chance to go back over there. Yeah, man, this seems like a no-brainer to me. This has to be either number one or number two on your list. I got to put I got to put the Dolphins game in Germany on here. I've got a number two as well. The only reason I have it at number two is the exclusivity factor of it. There's already major wait lists for tickets over there. It's going to be hard to get tickets. It's going to be hard to be in the stadium. But if you just want to go in Germany and enjoy a football game with like some German Chiefs fans, like that's a great experience. And it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive than you know going to Denver or Minnesota. Uh, but I think that it's one of those things that could be uh, probably not once in a lifetime because I think the Chiefs will they're even going to play over there next year. So I mean you're going to have another opportunity. You're probably going to have multiple opportunities to go over to Germany, but a cool experience nevertheless uh, to go over there and, and watch the Chiefs play. Yeah, man, tomorrow's not promised, Tucker. You don't know how many more opportunities you're going to get. You never know, man. So if you got the money to go and you're a major Chiefs fan and you really want to go, I just would say I would suggest doing it, man. Money is an infinite thing. You can always get more of it. That's true. That's true. Um, All right, so we know you're number one, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm not saying it's the best city that they play a road game in, but I think if you were going for the all, like if you factor in everything, travel costs, ticket cost how many chiefs fans are going to be there how much fun i think you're going to potentially have i think that's the best value that you can get i think there's going to be thirty thousand chiefs fans in attendance i think you're going to be able to go out on the town that saturday night in minneapolis and it'll feel like you're in westport so I, <laughs> I i think that has to be number one when you factor everything in let's say all in for the weekend it's a thousand dollars for you to go driving up there tickets hotel food all that kind of stuff you and i both know you might not get to germany for a thousand dollars so for for the bang for your buck i gotta i gotta put that in number one absolutely i totally agree with that and i am kind of in the in the same vein but i've got green bay at number one just because i don't mind that that's a once every four well once every eight years game i guess it would be uh with how the schedule lays out it's historic obviously that stadium's very romanticized uh, there's a lot of football history going on there, but as you mentioned, it's going to be cold in Green Bay, but that's a part of the experience, I think, uh, when you want to go and watch uh, the Chiefs and the Packers. Obviously, Super Bowl One uh, comes to mind when you think about those two teams. Very historic football game, very historic site. I think it's one of those, uh, those it's like a field of dreams of uh, football, you could say Lambeau is at one of those sites, but uh, that's what I got down as my number one. Tucker, really quick story about the Field of Dreams. So you know they yeah. play – well, they they played those baseball games at the Field of Dreams the last couple of years. Last year I had a chance to go to the minor league game. Oh, yeah. And I didn't go, man. I didn't go. I just was like, oh, I'm going to drive that far for a minor league game. Because the tickets you could have – like the tickets were like $60. Now for like the yeah. major league game, it was like $600. And I'm like, I don't really care who's playing – I just want to see a baseball game in this environment. Right. And we were talking about a triple-A game. So it's not like we're talking about two high school teams playing each other. This is a decent baseball game. I should have went, man. I regret not going. And uh, I got to wait till they bring it around again. I'm sure they'll play the Field of Dreams, but they're not going to do it next year because they're playing right. down in Birmingham. So I got to wait again to go to the Field of Dreams, man. I can't wait to go. Which, a super sick spot in Birmingham to play that game, by the way. Yeah, really um, cool. No, that, that that's a really good idea. I wish yeah. Major League Baseball, I don't know why they think you only can do one of them. Like, yeah. do a Field of Dreams game and do this game. Like, 
what my big idea is, I know we're getting off topic from football, no, no, but you're good. it's it's June. So what else what else is there to talk about? <laughs> I think every Friday night they should have one of these kind of games in the summer. Like make it a thing. Like yeah. have a sandlot game, have a field of dreams game, have a bull durham game. Like, what are we doing here? Like you have nothing but inventory and time in the summer that would get me interested every Friday night to watch a baseball game. Like, what are we doing here? This seems so obvious to me. And talk about growing the game too. If you can put these game, if you can throw these baseball games in locations that don't have baseball teams, like if you go to like Idaho and play a baseball game, uh, you're going to have fans out there that get interested about baseball. Uh, that's something that, you know, we talk about a lot with, you know, the NFL is very good at marketing their stars. Obviously they're going overseas. They're playing three, four games in, in London. They've got a couple in Germany. They're going to Mexico city and, and they've got all these now, uh, now bases basically around. I think the chiefs have like Austria now as one of their uh, locations that they can play to that the NFL is like testing the market out like that. And I know that the, the Cardinals are playing in London, I believe this next week coming up, but uh, MLB is trying to do something similar, but you're right. 162 games. You should be able to spare more than one to do something. You cool got, like you, you got the inventory that you can do <laughs> some really cool stuff, man. Like that's the one thing you have that the other leagues just don't have. Like the NBA has it, but it's also, you know, a large part of its season is played when it's cold. Like mm-hmm. I love to see an NBA game at Rucker park. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How cool that would be for them to do something like that. Like, Deep, I keep hearing how the regular season doesn't matter, how it's devalued. So create some cool stuff in the regular season that people want to watch and that people want to support. We were into the game at the Field of Dreams. Like, you did it right. You paid justice to the movie. Like, baseball has this really cool history. And then they just, they're they're so cookie cutter sometimes with some of their ideas. I agree. Well, to recap our list here, uh, number one for myself, I had Green Bay, Germany, Minnesota, Vegas, New England. CDOT, you had Minnesota, Germany, New York. That's a good one. I, I, I'm kicking myself for not adding New York to the list. That's such a good city. Uh, Green Bay and Denver. Uh, very strong list. We'll put those out on social media. People can let us know in the comment section below, too, what they think of these lists. But, uh, CDOT, before I let you go, I want to ask you a couple Chiefs questions. We've got to get yeah, some Chiefs talk in here. But first, I'm going to take a, take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back into KCS and Update. I'm Tucker Franklin. Hanging out with C. Harrison here on uh, this wonderful Thursday when you're listening to this podcast. Appreciate you guys hanging with us, sticking with us. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, C. The big story going around Chiefs Kingdom is Chris Jones. Um, I've asked, been asking several people. I've been, we've been talking about it a lot. His contract situation going into the last year, that four-year deal that he did sign in 2020, uh, which kind of came in like July, I think is when he signed that extension. Uh, are you at all concerned that Chris Jones, A, didn't show up to the ring ceremony? I know he kind of cleared that up on social media. And B, didn't show up to mandatory minicamp in June. Uh, I guess to kind of go down the line, let's start with the mandatory minicamp. There is not a single agent in the National Football League that would have told Chris Jones to go to work. Not yeah. a single agent would have told him. He is a veteran. They have the same defensive coordinator. He knows the system. He knows the scheme. If he gets hurt, you cost yourself the money. You can Zoom. You can do a bunch of different stuff. There's no reason to show up to work. You'll eat the fines if you need to. But we are negotiating a contract. You cannot go to work. That's number one. The ring ceremony thing, this was the point that I made on the show. Let's say that Clark Hunt called you, Tucker, and said, hey, Tucker, man, I love you guys' podcast. You guys are doing great work at KCSN. I'm going to invite you and a plus one to the ring ceremony. How sick would you need to be to not go? Right. Like, not cold, not even if you thought you had the flu. You would have to be near dying Mm -hmm. to not accept that invitation. You don't do anything to participate in them winning the championship. We're talking about one of the five most important players on the team. I'm just too sick to show up at the ring ceremony. So that just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't fly. I'm sure some people disagree. It just I just it just doesn't add up to me. It just doesn't make sense to me. This is you don't get nine of these. You get one, two, maybe three yeah. of these ring ceremonies in your life to attend. I'd have to be near death to not be at one of these things. I actually don't think the Chris Jones contract is one of the five most interesting stories with the Chiefs. Yeah. Is there anybody that thinks that he's not going to sign it? Like, I'm right. really big on you got to kind of follow the reports and what people are saying. Like, you remember that offseason whenever they franchise tag D4? Mm-hmm. There was no reason to think they were going to pay D4, and there was a strong reason to believe that they were going to trade him based on all of the reporting. Has there been a single report that makes you think they're not going to pay Chris Jones between now and the beginning of training camp? So no. a lot of it is we're just sitting around and waiting to see what the money's going to look like. We're just sitting right, waiting around for one day you and I will be on Twitter, and then we'll see Ian Rappaport send a tweet that it's almost done, and then five minutes later we'll see it confirmed. So, I mean, I, mean, I, I understand why it's a talking point. I get why it's a mm-hmm. talking point. I'm not saying people shouldn't be talking about it, but – Everybody is on the same page. Everybody thinks it's going to happen. I just don't really find it that intriguing or interesting because of that. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And Albert Breer even put out a a column on Monday, and I was reading it, and I said, there's nothing actually new in there. Like, this is all information that we already know, and whatever everyone already expects, basically just saying that 
you know, Chris Jones is going to sign a contract before training camp. And like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Um, and and, and, and Tucker, really quickly, it's also financially beneficial for the Chiefs to get it done. Like, that's sure. the leverage. Yes. You know, a lot of times the player doesn't have leverage in the situation. If you're the Chiefs, the best way to create a significant amount of cap space and give yourself flexibility for the future is to do this with Chris Jones. Like, it's a, it's really a twofold process because let's say you don't agree to a contract this year. So he has that big tag this year. And then next year you either have to franchise tag him or he walks in free agency. Like yeah. we know how this works. If you let Chris Jones hit the open market where 31 other teams get to bid on him, you are not retaining. And maybe that's what the chiefs plan it, but there's also mm. no reason to think that the chiefs envision a future for their defense without having Chris Jones on the team. So that's why I'm saying, again, I understand it's the summer. We're all kind of looking for stuff to talk about, but everybody is on the same page. If you follow this stuff and you're keeping up with the team, they're going to resign Chris Jones. The question is, what day are we going to get that announcement? How many years? And what's the guaranteed money look like? To me, Sneed is the far more interesting conversation. They've had no, like there have been no reports. There have been no smoke about them having a conversation with Legereus mm. Sneed about, about his deal. And you also have to remember, they've never paid a corner before. They've paid defensive linemen. They have never invested serious financial commitment for a cornerback. Sneed's the best one that Beach has drafted. Is he going to cut him loose? Like, that's a far more interesting conversation to me if we're talking about offseason uh, conversations about who's going to get paid and who uh, could not get paid. That is a very interesting one. And the way that the, the Brett Beach hit on the all the cornerbacks, it seems like that, that well, we only have a year under their belt, right? But the way that he is, he's hit so far on these cornerbacks. Does do you th- kind of think that it kind of the writing's on the wall for Legarius Sneed? I don't. Now, I don't think that the Chiefs should necessarily think about just just say, "Oh no, we hit on all these guys. We shouldn't have to think about paying this guy." Uh, but what what do you think about that? I think they're going to let Sneed walk. I think. I think. I don't think you can pay Trent McDuffie and Legereus Sneed. Like, with the For way sure. the NFL works, I don't think you can pay one of them. The fact that you drafted one in round one, and I think he could be the better corner, like, I think his ceiling's a little bit higher. I think you let Sneed walk. You've shown an ability to keep drafting and developing corners, so I think you can continue to kind of kick that, that can down the road, and you can wait a little bit. Like, if you're telling me that you've got McDuffie as your one, Williams, Watson, that's your one, two, three – you continue to draft. Maybe you bring in a veteran free agent. I mean, those guys are available. I mean, last year they could have got James Bradbury at a pretty reasonable price. They could have got yeah. Darius Slay at a pretty reasonable price. So I actually don't think that they're going to pay Snead. Mm, I, I th- I've been in the camp of I think they might try to trade him just to try to get some value back um, because, you know, it, it could be – I don't know how hot his market is. It could be hotter, you know, if he plays well this year. Um, yeah, but this, but, the, but this is the thing, though, you got to factor in. So he's a free agent. So if you do that, you got to tag him right, to right, then right. tag and trade. And then I don't know why I would give the Chiefs a pretty significant pick to then turn around and give Legereus Sneed what we would have given him on the open market. Like, yeah, I, I, I just yeah. wouldn't do that. So, like, that that's why, to me, if the Chiefs were going to trade Sneed, the time to trade him was this offseason. Mm. While, while he's still on his rookie deal, you get a top 100 pick for him. You certainly got the value from him being a mid-round pick. Yeah. You trade Legereus Sneed, and now you've got more assets into the draft. At this point, you're kind of committed to it because next year, like kind of the point with Chris Jones, you're going to be operating off the tag the whole time. I'm yeah. not giving you a second-round pick to then turn around and give Legereus Sneed three years for $42 million. Why would I do that? Like, so, I, yeah, so I, 
I, I kind of think they have to let Snead walk at the end of the year, or or they're going to pay him. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, that is kind of strange now that you, you bring that up. I haven't even thought about that, really, that we haven't heard anything about LeJarius Sneed. It's all been Chris Jones. But I want to stick on the, on the defensive side of the ball because I think that this defense could take a huge jump in 2023. I think that this defense has a potential to be, uh, well, I've said a top-five unit in the league if it plays up to its potential with the addition of Drew Tranquil. Charles Amenehue, I think, is a big add as well in the way that they drafted uh, really to add some depth pieces to there. So what do you think about the, the defense heading into this season? I think top five is a little bit high because I don't think they have a lot of elite pieces on their defense, but I'm with you about top 10. Like I could see them finishing ninth, maybe in total points allowed. Mm -hmm. I could see them finishing maybe a little bit outside the top 10. To me, if you're going to finish in the top five, you better either have an elite defensive coordinator or you better have like three or four just elite defensive weapons on your team. Yeah. I think they only have one of those guys with Chris Jones. So I think it's going to be really hard. I also think, too, in the AFC with the amount of quarterbacks you go up against in the division, it's just going to be hard to finish in the top five because you're probably going to have to give up less than 20 points a game. I think to do that, I don't think this defense is that good where I think they're going to allow 18 points a game if that's the case then Kansas City has a chance to win, like, 17 games. Like, they got a chance to go undefeated this year if they have a legit top-five defense in the National Football League. So I think that's a little bit high uh, on the defense. I think yeah. you were asking me earlier what my number one storyline is heading into the offseason or what I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. I, think it's, I, I actually think it's Kadarius Tony. I don't think there is a player on the team with a wider range of what he could be. If you're telling me at the end of the season that Kadarius Tony has 1,000 yards, I wouldn't be completely floored. If you told me that Kadarius Tony had 600 yards but stayed healthy, I wouldn't yeah, be that yeah. surprised either. If you told me Kadarius Tony got hurt in the second week and battled injuries all season, would not be surprised based on what his career is. I don't think there is a player on the team with a wider range of what they could be than yeah. Kadarius Tony. I'd be surprised if Sky Moore got a thousand yards. I'd be sure. surprised if Richie James got a thousand yards. MVS. I just just based on who they are as receivers, that would be a significant jump forward. Everything we've seen from Tony has shown that he could be Percy Harvin if everything lines up perfectly. But very few times in sports does everything line up perfectly. He's really never put it together. I would say at Florida, he didn't all the way put it together. He never had a 1,000-yard season in Florida. And so far in the National Football League, he's never really put all of it together. I mean, this is the ideal situation. Year, what, one and a half with the Kansas City Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, a full off season. You're down at camp, Patrick Mahomes, and you're, you know, having a good time. Like, if it's ever going to come together, and you got to remember, Kadarius Tony was a first round pick. So, right. this is a really important year to see if the Chiefs are going to pick up that fifth year option for him at the end of the season. So, I think this is a really important year for Kadarius Tony to kind of get right, so to speak. So, mm -hmm. he, he's my number one storyline. It's interesting that you do bring up Kadarius Tony. I think a lot of people focus on that wide receiver group kind of as a whole. Uh, when they talk about the storylines for the Chiefs, because there's it's a question I, I like to kind of think about. Uh, I've heard somebody say that they think that this group has more potential than last year's group. You knew what you were going to get with last year's group with MVS, Juju Smith-Schuster. There was some potential there, but w with the potential and the and the hype maybe around Kadarius Tony, uh, the Sky Moore hype is getting high. Obviously, the Just Justin Ross hype is going to get high if he even makes the roster. Because if you look at all the wide receivers they have right now. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen there for six wide receiver spots. A lot of guys getting some hype from Patrick Mahomes from these guys that uh, will probably will not make the roster because there's not enough spots there. And it's going to be interesting to see the roster construction that they do end up with. With you know they're not going to have a fullback, but do they keep another tight end? Do they only keep three tight ends to keep another wide receiver? Are they going to keep four running backs on the roster? It's going to be incredibly interesting to keep an eye on.
Tucker, the reason there's Justin Ross hype is because the Chiefs are boring. And I don't say boring like in a negative sense. Like you and I both know some extremely rich, wealthy people that are really boring and live routine lives. <laughs> you and I right now, we follow this team enough. If I told you to make your 53-man roster without ever seeing a training camp practice, we mm -hmm. could get really, really close. Like I could probably get 50-51. They might take an extra wide receiver. They might keep an extra defensive lineman or an offensive lineman that I, do, that I don't project. But for the most part, we know this team. So I think if, for the most part, we're all on the same page about most things about the team. But there's, like, one thing that, like, it's like this virtual unknown. Like, the Chiefs are the most known certainty team in the National Football League, and there's this one unknown. Like, why we spend so much time talking about a guy that, at best, is going to be, what, their fifth, sixth receiver? Like, let's uh -huh. say everything goes perfectly this year. Justin Ross is their fifth or sixth receiver and probably their ninth offensive option. We are doing that because the Chiefs are boring. They are predictable. And that's fine. I don't say that negatively, but I, I have no clue where – I mean, I get it. Justin Ross was a really good football player in 2018. It is 2023. Tucker, I, honestly answer this. Have you seen Justin Ross wear football pads since playing with the Chiefs? Since he was, since he was claimed by the Chiefs in all of these hype videos and things that people go crazy about, have you seen him wearing football pads? When was the last time that you think Justin Ross was tackled? Ooh. Tackled. A very important part of playing football. When was the last time that you think Justin Ross was tackled to the ground? What are we doing here then? Like, what are we doing here? He, he wasn't available for all three days of mandatory camp. <laughs> mandatory camp last week. Last week. This, this same camp I was told was so important for Chris Jones. And why is Chris <laughs> Jones not here? This same camp, Justin Ross couldn't physically practice for all three days of him. And we're spending time talking about him. I'm, it, it's, I'm telling you, it's because the Chiefs are boring. That's a perfect note to end on, CDOT. I appreciate you taking some time uh, and, and, and chatting some Chiefs with me, giving a top five road trips for Chiefs fans in 2023. Always a pleasure talking with you. Man, I appreciate you, Sucker. Thanks a bunch, man. That's going to do it for today's episode of KCS and Update, presented by DraftKings. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. We'll be back next week with another episode. So until then, take care. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.